Welcome to the City Life Podcast. Happy New Year, City Life Church. Welcome to 2023 and our new podcast. We want you to use the podcast as a way to engage with our teachings, hear from our wider family and encourage you where you're at serving Jesus everywhere. We hope you enjoy our time together each week and are inspired and encouraged to discuss, worship and act together as part of the family. Hiya, it's Vix here. So before we kick off with this week's podcast, I just wanted to give a bit of an explanation about what this is going to look like every week. So um, we're going to follow our rhythm, our grow, serve, invite and worship. In the first week of the month, we'll hear our grow this month on Compassionate Community. We heard last week from Nikki. Um, But in the other weeks of the month, we're going to focus on that topic, but in relation to serving, invitation and worship. Some of you have been asking for ideas for activities, games and resources for groups that have younger children in them. So if that's you, stick around at the end. We're going to be talking through just a few suggestions and ideas of where you can find um, some great resources to do in your groups. Um, So yeah, stick around at the end if you're interested in that. This week we've been talking to Karen Holloway who really kindly has agreed to talk to us about compassionate community in the context of serving. Well welcome first of all. Thank you. Um, for those that don't know, Karen worked for City Life Church for 18 years. Yes. Um, from way back, <laughs> over 18 years ago. So you have obviously been part of a huge evolution of City Life Church as a charity with projects and things growing up. So so maybe I was hoping you could take us a bit through City Life's history and how um, how you think we've sort of been shaped into um, a compassionate community. Okay, right. Um, well, history... Well, I'm assuming you don't want things factual, like um, we've had four names. I've been part of the church, which incidentally I joined um, and became a Christian when I was 15, so it has been 46 years. Um, And I pretty much assume that you don't want me to talk about at least the 16 venues. So obviously, as a church, we've never been a building base community. It's never been all to do with the church and therefore living in proximity and around the church. It's all been um, based on community, really. So, you know, community, relationship, friendship, shared values and respect, basically. Mm. Um, and from that, you know, people have um, are part of our church because they share those, those things. They either have our relationship with people, um, they've got friendships, or they share our values and, you know, ultimately respect um, the leaders and and everybody in it. Mm. Um, I would say probably the last 20 years have been um, when the church has really developed into a compassionate community. Um, And 
Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't before, but I think in the last 20 years it has really developed its own um, persona. So that um, is dual-led. I think the leadership team that has been part, you know, that has developed over the last 20 years are definitely... Um, have led us in that way mm. so um, with Paul's passion and Bev's passion well in fact all of their passions for different um, uh, different things within the community that they see the needs mm. um, Bev in particular was Thailand but I think it's not just the the leadership team that are that have driven it it's also been the community ourselves mm. our own passions um, have developed into things that the church has taken forward and developed. So, you know, Edith's home, um, Amber, Claire, Hope into Action, and that involvement, all of it, a lot of it was from mm. the community, the church community originally, mm. and then has been developed into mm. something that is bigger and that the charity has taken on and right. has developed. Um, so, I mean, obviously from the front as well, there's also been the community fund, um, that has been running alongside so that people can give to the community fund and that when people in the church are in need, they, mm. they can access that. Um, and also, obviously, there were the regular offerings. So there's always been a thing that the church have um, just said, actually, community is important. Mm. We're not just the congregation-centred. Mm. It's always been you know, the world, what, what, where can we help? What can we do mm. um, in the little and the big? So that is all the big things. But I think that really has um, been important in how individuals develop as well. Mm. And we can't do those big things per se, but we can certainly do lots yeah. and lots of little things and they make a huge difference, hopefully, or a little bit of difference, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, that that's where I think the the history of it and how it's yeah. all been shaped and everything really yeah um yeah yeah that's great and um partly I think why I thought of you for this is because you are like the example of how doing those lots and lots of little things can make a huge difference in many many people's lives so for you what does serving look like in the context of compassionate community um I'm very practical mm. and if I hear of a need or see a need, um, I just think, oh, I reckon I could, be, I could find that or I could do that. Mm. Or um, So, you know, I, I love looking around charity shops, you know, so if there's something that I've heard that somebody's after mm. or a child is really keen on, um, I'm like, or what's in my loft? Like a member with um, um, Malachi, he was really wanting, it's just come to mind, really um, keen on um, a Darth Vader <laughs> um, a, Darth, a Darth Vader mask or whatever and Ellie was really disappointed I was round there one day and she said oh she said, I just lost it on eBay and I didn't bid high enough and all the rest of it I said Ellie bizarrely I've got one of those in my loft oh. <laughs> and Mally I mean he's obviously grown out of it now but you know when he was five or six I can't remember what age it was he was thrilled and he just gave, gave a bit of a boost so I am a, I'm a practical person yeah. and you know and if I hear of a need that I think you know I could do that um, than than I do, but I think a lot of it is. Um, it, it, I mean, compassion. It sounds like a feeling. Well, for me, it's not necessarily a feeling. It's a decision. Yeah. So, um, you know, because like with when all the uh, offerings, for example, in the church, you know, have I got a feeling 
about this particular place that we're offering to do. Mm. No, you decide, I'm going to do that. So is, yeah. compassion is not necessarily a feeling, it is uh, an action and a decision in that individual person. Wow. So I think that's probably, I love doing the practical things, mm. but there are sometimes it is a decision. Right? Yeah. And if so, so if I, um, like with Joe, Joe House, you know, we obviously I've known him since I was 15, but um, for majority of our church life together, we just knew of each other, and it was just yeah. very nice. But we had no—I wasn't in his house group. I didn't do a great deal for him. Da 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 da. He was just Joe, and I was just Clara. But when he decided that he needed um, powers of attorney, he um, he asked me if I would help um, or be one. And I thought, oh wow, this has come not not quite out of nowhere, but it's come out of oh okay. You feel the need. You mm. feel you can trust me in that. I only live 150 meters up the road. Yeah, great. Let's okay. let's go for it. I don't know what it was going to entail at all, um, and I decided to do it. And then, obviously, when things develop, do you think, okay, well, I've taken on this role, and so I will run with it, and yeah. you just go with it, and you just go with it because I, you know, you make a decision. Yeah. To do it really. And then you just decide. You see it through because I suppose the compassion. You just, of course, you're going to see it through. It's yeah, it's, it's, a uh, it's a commitment you've you've taken on. I remember with me again it's a really small thing but my stairs wouldn't fit a stair gate so you looked around and, around and I was just a new mum and I don't think it had the sort of brain capacity to even look but you looked around everyone and you found this one particular stair gate that would fit my stairs which was so good for us and probably saved a trip to any once or twice you never know but it's, it is those sort of those small acts that can actually mean an awful lot yeah. so yeah it's just yeah it's really valuable to hear your perspective on it i'm also aware that um <clears throat> with these small acts it can make a person busy and i know that part of what you give is a lot of time yeah. and you might not feel like that to you but from my perspective i see okay. you giving and giving and i think gosh that's current gives a lot of time she really gives of herself time wise so i just wonder if you could give me a bit of um your perspective around rest and boundaries because I know that there's ne it's never an end is there there's never there's always one more thing you could be doing and yeah. how does what does that look like to you to make sure that you're um boundaried yeah well I mean I'm in the very fortunate situation that um my husband Pete is really supportive um and certainly when there have been the the long-term um commitments like Joe and his nephew and other friends beforehand you know I couldn't do it without Pete going you, mm. you crack on um mm. i'll cope here with whatever i mean I've, obviously our children are all grown up now um but his support has been fantastic but um and all the little things that, that aren't don't don't take up a huge amount of time because they've found and done and, and whatever but the um Nerida lent me a book oh gosh this is years ago now called the prayer of jabez and i think this probably if i did need any boundaries or any you know don't over commit yourself and everything it's all to do it was all bound up with the prayer of Jabez so I'm I'm going to read a part of you and you obviously you can tell which um is the the bit that I'm talking about mm -hmm. it says oh lord may you bless me indeed and enlarge my territory may your hand always be on me to guide and direct me and keep me from all evil that I may do no harm and cause no pain and that has been such a huge influence on mm. 
ever since I read it. And it mm. is something that I do say or do pray a, a quite a lot because yeah. the enlarging my territory, I mean, I'm not, <laughs> sometimes I talk a lot, but I am not great at all with witnessing. It's, it's just not, I just find it difficult to do. I can write monologues, I can present, but I'm not great. People don't tend to want to have a poem spoken to them <laughs> <laughs> over a cup of coffee. Yeah. So um, I, I'm not great at that. Mm. Um, but what I can do is things. So it's so you know in in the helping, it's not just the people in the church. It is people that's not in the church. My neighbours, my friends, and and people that you'll just recognise mean mm. something. Mm. Um, and that is where I hope God uses me to to influence people for Him. Yeah. Because it's always that, isn't it? You want them to be influenced for God. Yeah. I mean, it's lovely that they've now got a new kettle. But, you know, that is, in the big scheme of things, not great. But the fact that it was done unexpectedly or yeah, whatever, yeah. that is what I hope influences. Um, so that is my way of witnessing. So mm. in, so I do, you know, when I feel that I have more time again or whatever, um, I do pray it verbally in a way, you know, may you bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Mm. Um, and then obviously the next sentence is the one that, about the boundaries and about the rest. May your hand always be on me to guide and direct me. Mm. So that I just, um, I just, I just assume mm. that God will um, have His hand on me, a to direct me, mm. you know what to do, but always to um, guide me to, to mm. not over mm. commit myself or whatever yeah. um, to the detriment of uh, Pete and the family. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's yeah. where I get my. No, that's really from. good because I'm just listening to you and thinking really what you're doing is you're using your own particular skills and your Absolutely. gifts in order to bless the people around you the community yes. and and that's really as simple as it has to be it's Absolutely. just you know find what you love what you're gifted at how you work and and use those things yes to bless others it seems really simple when, when you say it like that but yeah. I've got the time now. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't have said it when I had the small children. This yeah. wasn't, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, this wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have thought, oh, Carl needs to be the person. Yeah. Um, you'd have only been about seven or eight yourself. So that's probably right. <laughs> but, you know, it is, roles change, don't they? Yeah. You know, I'm, I've got the lovely grandchildren now and it's, you know, time has taken up a bit with them, but, I should, you know, I've, we've got all week to, yeah. to, to enjoy and to, um, yeah. you know, to be part of other people's lives and to be, yeah, compassionate sounds a feeling, but it's not. Sometimes it's just a decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's so good. I, I'm really grateful. That, that's as a, as a mum of younger children, it's, it's very encouraging to hear that it doesn't have to be a way. It's just, you know, yeah. there's seasons. And, yeah. Um, thank you so much for talking to me. I really right. appreciate it. And I'm sure that everyone will really, really value hearing what you have to say. So thank you very much. Thank you for asking me, Vix. That was the lovely Karen. Now, you told us that you'd find it helpful in your families and groups to have some ideas for games, activities and responses to our topic that are suitable for an all-age group. So before we just finish today, I wanted to give you a couple of ideas. If you take a look at our resources for January, which you can find on the website or on the app, um, you can find a whole list 
of ideas and activities questions at home. And Nikki also, in, as part of her Grow teaching last week, has added some questions onto her notes, um, which are really good for um, discussion um, in groups. Um, this month we're looking at compassionate community, as you know. So if you want a game, maybe try standing in a circle with your hands crossed and joined and try and untangle the circle without breaking hands. Some of you might have played that game before. It needs good communication skills. If you're after a helpful illustration, maybe try reading or reenacting the Parable of the Good Samaritan, which you can find in Luke chapter 10. You could always create a mind map, a word cloud, or maybe a spider diagram of all the words that are, you can relate to compassionate community. Those are obviously just a couple of suggestions from the January resources, and we really hope that they might help you to find those things that work well for you and for your group. Okay, thanks for listening, Church. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking to Richard and Kathy Pitt about compassionate community and invitation and hospitality. Take care, folks.